0: That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash Purple Rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash Purple Rocket, code Purple Rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Grandpa's Globe. Previously on Grandpa's Globe, Sawyer and Susie followed the brass compass to Nigeria, where they met Gabriella, a globetrotter who was being used by the Black Feather to hack computers all over the world. The twins helped Gabriella escape, and as a reward for their help, she let them keep her brass compass, which can point them to many other magical artifacts. She also gave them a thumb drive full of information on the Globetrotter Society. When they returned home, the twins told Grandpa all about their adventure, and he showed them his new toy a wheelchair decked out in gadgets. And now for Season 2, Episode 6 Ukraine in the Membrane. Grandpa appeared out of thin air, sitting in his shiny new wheelchair with Sawyer and Susie on his lap. "'My turn!' Sawyer said, hopping off Grandpa. "'What do you mean, your turn?' Grandpa replied, helping Susie off the chair. "'There are no turns with this thing, Sawyer.' "'Oh, come on, Gramps, just for a minute. I can ride my bike with no hands, okay?' I think I can handle a little wheelchair, huh, Suze, can't I? Susie didn't dare get in the middle of their argument. She knew better than to encourage Sawyer, and she was too busy fiddling with the brass compass anyway. Little wheelchair, Grandpa repeated. Son, this little wheelchair has more to it than an atomic submarine. Tell me, can your bike blast you off into space? Sawyer's jaw dropped, and he looked at the wheelchair in amazement. It can do that? I don't know, but look at it. Would you be surprised if it did? Sawyer considered the blinking computers and spinning gadgets around the wheels and had to admit it was a serious possibility. Fine, he said, but if we find a button that blasts it off into space, I get to press it. Grandpa patted him on the shoulder. "'Sawyer, if we find that button, I will let you sit in this chair and push it all by yourself.' Sawyer's big smile faded as he realized that may not be a good thing. Grandpa looked at Susie. "'Where to, young lady?' Susie played with her ponytail as she studied the compass. She'd just turned the outer ring and the arrow was starting to spin.' Gradually, it slowed and pointed west. This way, she said, pointing down one of the roads. Excellent, Grandpa replied. Lead the way. Sawyer and Susie walked down the street while Grandpa's electric wheelchair cruised along behind them. Sawyer was mildly annoyed they had to walk while Gramps cruised around easily in his padded wheelchair and gained the attention of everyone they passed. He wished he were the one in the driver's seat. Where are we going? Sawyer asked, annoyed with the group of girls waving and snapping pictures of Grandpa with their phones. I don't know, Susie answered. But if Gabriella was right, it's supposed to take us to another magical artifact. If it's anything like this compass, I can't wait to find out what it can do. And we're here to test out my new ride, Grandpa added with a bounce of the eyebrows. He made the wheelchair honk a couple of times, and a little stream of water squirted out and sprayed Sawyer in the face. Hey! Sawyer shouted, jumping back. Oh, sorry, Grandpa said, tinkering with the controls. I didn't know it could do that, but good to know. See? We're learning. Sawyer wiped his face and groaned. This is going to be a really long day. I got dibs on the new artifact. A uh, nice try, Susie said, holding out the compass as they walked. We're sharing it, remember? Besides, Gabriella said the treasure may have already been found by another globetrotter, so we might not be able to take it after all. But at least we'd get to meet people like us. I wonder what they use their globe for. She looked around at the beautiful old buildings, some of which were painted in bright pastel colors like light blue, green and pink, and one of the churches had a beautiful gold capped roof. Where are we, Grandpa? Grandpa sniffed the fragrant air that carried the smells of little cafes. Cave. The capital of Ukraine. Do either of you know where the country of Ukraine is? Isn't it an island somewhere in the Pacific? Susie said. Grandpa screeched to a halt and raised his eyebrows at her. That is incorrect, he said slowly, shocked that she'd gotten it wrong. Susie put her hands on her hips. Oh, come on, I'm allowed to get one wrong every once in a while. Grandpa smiled at her. Pardon my surprise, Suze. I'm just not used to you getting the answer wrong. You've studied up on that guidebook and probably know more about these places than I do. Sawyer scoffed and elbowed Grandpa playfully. I can't believe she didn't know that one. (laughs) Grandpa raised an eyebrow at him. Oh yeah, Mister No Hands. Where do you think Ukraine is? Sawyer glanced around uncomfortably. It's a, uh, it's um in you know. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Grandpa put a hand behind his ear. What'd you say? <laughs> Sawyer mumbled something again. ''That is also incorrect,'' Grandpa said. ''It's a large country in Eastern Europe, right next to Russia. Ukraine is a beautiful place, known for its forested mountains, Black Sea coastline, and... Ooh, these!'' He stopped to buy a handful of powdered donut balls from a nearby vendor, He popped one into his mouth and rolled his eyes in delight. Mmm, Pampushki, so good. Here, try one. He handed each of the twins a little powdered donut, and he was right. They were amazing. Any idea what language is spoken here? Grandpa quizzed, licking his fingers but missing the powdered sugar that caked his mustache. Ukrainian? Susie answered, no longer feeling so sure of herself. Severno, that's right. What do you say we get a better view of this place so you can appreciate its beauty? Sawyer and Susie looked at each other. What do you mean? Susie asked slowly. Grandpa patted his wheelchair like a good dog. Hop on and you'll find out. Sawyer and Susie hesitantly climbed back onto the chair with Grandpa, Susie holding onto Grandpa's arm and Sawyer looking over the armrest controls as if it were a giant bowl of candy. Hold on, Grandpa told them. He flipped a switch and a joystick with a big red button poked up out of the armrest. Sawyer instinctively reached for it, but was stopped when Grandpa pressed the squirt gun button that once again squirted Sawyer in the face. Hey! Sawyer whined. Whoops! Grandpa smirked. Like a giddy schoolboy, he tucked his derby hat behind his back and pressed the button on the joystick, making the two jets on the back of the chair roar to life. In a loud burst of heat, blue flames shot out of the jetpack and they blasted off into the sky. Sawyer and Susie screamed and held on to Grandpa for dear life. Grandpa's hysterical laugh vibrated as he shook in the chair. Slow down, Grandpa! Susie cried. Alright, alright! Slightly disappointed, Grandpa slowed the jetpack and brought the wheelchair to hover above the city. From high up, all the huge buildings looked like tiny little dollhouses. The twins glanced down nervously at the little moving dots they could only assume were people. Grandpa wasn't bothered in the least. He pushed the joystick forward, and the chair's wheels swiveled behind them and started to spin, propelling them forward. "'See that down there?' he said over the noise of the jets. The kids looked and saw a plaza with a tall chimney-like statue with an angel on top. "'That is Independence Square.' They call it Maidan. It commemorates Ukraine's independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. What do you think of the cathedrals? Susie looked down at a cathedral with a shining golden roof. It's magical! Whoa, check it out! Sawyer pointed to a park where a bunch of men and women were using the public free weights and bench presses. What is this, a country of warriors? Can we stop and try it out? I haven't gotten my workout in today. (laughs) Your workout? Susie laughed. Sawyer, the only workout you and I get is walking up the porch steps to Grandpa's front door. Sawyer scoffed at her. (laughs) Speak for yourself. I keep these babies ready for combat. I can bench like 80 pounds, you know. He flexed his scrawny arms. The wheelchair hit some turbulence and jolted, making him bump into the armrest. Ow, he moaned, rubbing his fragile bicep. Sorry about the turbulence, Grandpa said. I'll bring us down a bit. I feel like our heads are getting a little big up here. He gave Sawyer a half-smile. We can work out at home. How about we see what this thing can do? He pressed a black button, and the whole bottom of the chair suddenly became a half domed weight. Their stomachs lurched as they suddenly dropped out of the sky. Press another button! Susie screamed, her ponytail flapping above her. Grandpa pressed the joystick button, and the bottom weight was replaced by the jetpack just in time to bring them to hover several feet off the ground. The jetpack's force blew a woman's wig off her head. Hey, she shouted up at them. Sorry, Sawyer snickered. Staying low, Grandpa flew them down the road and pressed a green square button in the left armrest. The jetpack shut off and the chair dropped. Boing! Tripling in size, the wheels bounced off the ground and sent them flying. Whoa! The twins yelled as they soared over honking cars. Boing 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 They bounced down the road on the new rubbery wheels. Gummy wheels Grandpa laughed. I love it. What does this one do? Sawyer said, punching a button in the shape of a boxing glove. Bling Boom A boxing glove shot out of the chair on a spring and punched a thief who was trying to rob a woman of her purse. The robber took the punch to the gut and plopped to the ground, dropping the purse. Nice timing, Grandpa said as they bounced past them. He pressed the button, bringing the glove back in, and then looked over the rest of his options. Let's try this one. Another button was pressed, and a megaphone and siren popped out the back. People all around them covered their ears as an ear-splitting alarm shrieked through the streets. Turn it off! Sawyer shouted, covering his ears. Grandpa shut it off and shook his head. Yikes. Can I try? Susie asked. Help yourself, Grandpa said, gesturing to the controls. Susie pulled a lever and the wheelchair slowed to a stop. With a hiss and a click, a turntable unfolded in front of them, followed by two loudspeakers and several disco lights. All right, party mode! Grandpa rubbed his hands together. He pushed the volume dials up and skipped the disc on the turntable, making the music blast over the speakers. Now, instead of covering their ears, the people in the streets were gathering around them and dancing to the music. Sawyer and Susie hopped off the wheelchair to join them. Grandpa was a pretty good DJ. He held a headphone to his ear and bobbed to the remixed music. Sawyer did the robot dance while Susie practiced her jazzy twirls. A few minutes later, Grandpa brought the song to a climactic end and the crowd whistled and clapped. Let's take this show on the road, Grandpa said, waving for the twins to hop back on. They ran over and climbed onto the wheelchair as Grandpa reached for the joystick. The surrounding crowd cheered as the wheelchair blasted off and soared over the city. Did you guys see my dance moves, Sawyer said. A couple of those people thought I was a real robot. They were pretty good, Sawyer, Grandpa said, giving him a wink. Oh, that was so fun, Susie said. I felt like we were in a Bollywood movie, dancing in the streets like that. Where to next, Grandpa? You'll see, Grandpa said, flying them higher and higher until Kiev became a distant speck behind them. The wheelchair glided over a beautiful coastal city. This is the port city of Odessa. The historical buildings and beaches along the Black Sea are some of my favorites. Sawyer scrunched his face. That sea isn't black. It looks blue to me. It actually used to be called the Inhospitable Sea by the ancient Greeks, Susie said, cracking open the guidebook to the chapter on Ukraine. It says they called it that because it was difficult to navigate and there were hostile tribes on some of its shores. But it later became known as the Black Sea and some believe it got that name from the sailors, who thought the sea looked black during the severe winter storms. But that's just a theory. We may never know, Grandpa added. What does this little thingamabob do? Grandpa played a small guitar string on the side of the armrest, and buckets of candy were dropped on the beachgoers. The sunbathers jumped up and snatched the candies out of the air and cheered. "'Come on, it's like this thing's trying to get people to love it,' Grandpa said, shaking his head at the ridiculous function. "'Too bad it doesn't spray candy up at us,' Susie said. As the words left her mouth, a confetti burst of treats sprayed up out of the backrest and landed on their laps. The three of them looked at each other. "'Okay, that was just creepy,' Sawyer said. Grandpa steered them over the Black Sea and out to the Carpathian Mountains, a vast mountain range covered in pine trees and grass in every shade of green imaginable. There, they swooped around the peaks and dropped down by a mountain lake to test the boat mode that turned the wheels into skis and the jetpack into a boat engine. A few of the other buttons weren't quite as exciting. One gave them a slightly painful back massage, and another let out a loud belching sound. How about this one, Grandpa said, pushing a brown and yellow button by his thumb. The seat suddenly dropped out into a wet bowl that flushed. Gross, Susie shouted. Did it just turn into a toilet? No, 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 hold on, Grandpa said, holding up a finger. This is actually really good to know. It could prove useful during our more remote trips. Susie shook her head and held up the brass compass. Grandpa, as much as I'd love to keep playing with this chair, I'd really like to see what treasure we find with this compass. Right, right. Let's see that thing. Grandpa squinted at the compass arrow. Southwest. Got it. Let's go find us some treasure. He pushed the joystick in the direction of the arrow, and they blasted off over the mountains. As they flew, Grandpa got a call from Grandma. How's it going, Kip? Grandma asked. Ellie, you've outdone yourself, Grandpa praised. At this point, I'd be surprised if there's something this wheelchair can't do. Have you found the chocolate firework button yet? Grandma asked. Grandpa bounced his eyebrows at the twins, who'd overheard her question and were beaming. Now you're just showing off, Grandpa said. Not yet, but I'm sure we'll find it soon. Love ya! He hung up, and for the rest of the flight, Grandpa had to practically stiff-arm the twins away from the controls as they scrambled to find the chocolate firework button. Their playful demeanor faded, however, as they approached their next destination. A huge, abandoned city came into view. Empty schools and playgrounds, a deserted power plant, and old streets with grass growing up through cracks in the asphalt. There was even a rusty Ferris wheel with broken chairs and lights. "'What happened here?' Susie asked, looking out over the abandoned buildings below them. Grandpa sighed. "'I don't like the looks of this. Are we close?' This isn't a place we want to linger in, he glanced nervously at the compass. Right on cue, the arrow started to spin. This is it, Susie said, pointing to an abandoned bakery down below. Relieved, Grandpa circled it to be sure and then carefully landed the wheelchair. Um, maybe we should look for a different treasure, Sawyer said, swallowing nervously as they hopped off. The bakery's sign was hanging off the brick building, and vines were crawling up the walls. It looked as though the place hadn't sold a loaf of bread in decades. Susie peeked through the broken windows. I don't see anyone. Maybe this is one of the artifacts that hasn't been found yet. Come on. Holding the compass out in front of her, she stepped through the door. Grandpa and Sawyer followed close behind. Inside the old bakery, dust covered the wooden shelves and mice nibbled on petrified loaves of bread. Graffiti was spray-painted over the menu above the counter, and Sawyer jumped when a scruffy cat scurried by his foot. "'Okay, treasure hunt's over,' he said, peeking through one eye. "'Clearly there's nothing special here. Unless you count that cool-looking baseball bat over there, uh, I might actually take the—wait—' Never mind, that's just an ancient baguette. Let's go, Suze, we're gonna get sick just being in here. Wait, Susie hushed him, I hear something. She held up her hand and slowly walked towards the back room. As they walked, they started to hear sounds, beeps and clicks coming from behind one of the doors. Quietly, Susie cracked the door and peeked inside. It was a storage room, dimly lit and littered with old bread. There was a desk against the far wall with computers on it. They were on and downloading information. Dodging the mice, Susie tiptoed into the room, followed by Sawyer and then Grandpa on his wheelchair. The lock on the back door turned, and the three of them scrambled for cover behind a shelf. The door opened, and in walked a man wearing a gold suit and a gold hat with a black feather sticking out of it. Susie recognized him immediately. He was the man from the secret Black Feather meeting inside the cave in Thailand. They could see him up close now. He had a wide face with a hooked nose and thin, dark eyebrows that looked as though they were always angry. The man was typing at one of the computers and mumbling to himself. The twins couldn't see what he was working on, but whatever it was, he was trying to get it done fast. After a few minutes, the man opened one of the desk drawers and took out a big brass magnifying glass. Sawyer and Susie shared a look of surprise. That had to be the artifact they were looking for. The man held up the magnifying glass and spoke to it. "'Show me the latest shipments.' Sawyer and Susie watched in amazement as the view through the big magnifying glass zoomed in until a scene of a harbor filled the lens. Men dressed in feathered coats loaded boxes and precious statues onto what looked like a couple of old pirate ships. Sawyer looked at Susie and mouthed, What the heck? Good, the man said to himself. Now show me how far along we are. The magnifying glass zoomed again, and this time the lens showed the inside of the ship, full of treasures from every time period. Excellent, excellent. Whoa, it shows you anything that's happening anywhere, Susie thought. But how did a member of the Black Feather get a hold of such a powerful magical artifact? Sawyer was wondering the same thing and trying to figure out a way to get it. The last thing they needed was for the black feather to have such an advantage. The man in gold paused and then said to the magnifying glass, now show me who is hiding behind the shelf in this room. A shudder of terror shot through the twins as the magnifying glass zoomed in to show them hiding behind the shelf. In a flash, the man drew his golden pistol and whirled around to face them. On the chair, Grandpa shouted. The twins jumped onto Grandpa's lap, just in time for him to press a shield-shaped button that threw up a shield in front of them. Bang, 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 ping, 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 ping! The golden pistol fired and bullets ricocheted off the shield. Grandpa pressed the boxing glove button and bling, poof! The boxing glove shot out of the chair on a spring and punched the man back into the wall, knocking him out. Grandpa drove his chair up to the desk. Grab the magnifying glass! He lowered the shield so Susie could grab the artifact off the desk. After she grabbed it, they turned around, zoomed out of the bakery, and blasted off. As they soared through the sky, away from the abandoned city and back over the mountains, Susie held up the magnifying glass and studied it. It was brass like the compass and looked like it was from a different time period. The handle was made of wood with little carvings in it, including the initials CL. Show me the man in gold, Susie said, holding the lens up in front of them. The lens zoomed in to show the man in gold, staggering to his feet back in the bakery. He was shaking off a headache and was realizing in a panic that the magnifying glass was gone. Yelling furiously, he ran through the bakery looking for them. Obviously, that magnifying glass was a big deal to the Black Feather, Sawyer said. Susie nodded. With a power like this, they could spy on anyone without that person knowing, and scout out their next robberies. You dealt a major blow to their operations, Grandpa agreed. That was a little too close for comfort, though. If it weren't for this chair... He shook his head at the thought of it. Let's just get you two home and see what else we can learn from that thing. We still need to look over the information about the Globetrotter Society on the thumb drive, Susie reminded them. Grandpa smiled at her. That too. Man, I just wish I would have had the chance to take that guy back there, Sawyer said, punching his hand. I bet I could have done worse had I been wearing that boxing glove. Grandpa put his arm around him. Sawyer... You're a brave young man and a tough kid, but you don't have to tell us how great you are. Let your actions speak for how great you are. Both of you are special, and very few people, let alone kids, could do half of what you've done. But it's important to stay humble. It's the cocky ones who underestimate the enemy, not to mention it wears on the ears, Sawyer looked down at his lap. "'Sorry. You guys are just so smart. I want you to think I'm cool, too.' "'Sawyer?' Grandpa tilted Sawyer's chin so he was looking at him. "'You are one of the coolest kids I know, and I'm proud of you.' he cleared his throat. "'But don't let that go to your head!' Susie hugged her brother. "'Sawyer, I don't know what we'd do without you.' everybody has their own talents we're a team remember sawyer smiled i guess let's see if you two cool cats can find that chocolate firework button grandpa said glancing over the controls i'm starving and a little chocolate would do us good i'd love some chocolate susie agreed She and Sawyer joined in the search, and pretty soon, Sawyer found a little brown star-shaped button underneath the armrest. Maybe this is it. He pressed it, and a firework whistled off the back of the chair and exploded into a sparkling ball of chocolate pieces. The delicious chunks rained down on them, and they laughed as they grabbed it out of the air. Grandpa tilted his head back and caught some in his mouth while Sawyer and Susie held out their shirts to catch the candy by the buckets. The chocolate was sweet and tasty. They pressed the button at least five more times as they soared through the clouds back towards the nearest town. Grandpa checked his watch as they approached a small village with a clock tower. Perfect timing. The clock hand was ticking closer to the fore He stared down at his watch as he counted down. Look at the clock in three. They glided down over the village and the townspeople stared up at the flying chair in awe. Two? They were flying dangerously close to the clock tower. Sawyer squirmed. Um, Grandpa? One! The chair zoomed right for the clock. Grandpa! Susie shouted with a mouthful of chocolate. Grandpa laughed as the clock hand dropped onto the floor right in front of them. Gong!